Hey, before we get started, wanted to say thanks to a couple sponsors that keep the show on the air. Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. They were created by PTs, especially for PTs in private practice. On average, a private practice who joins the physical network grows more than 40%. So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to industry changes, visit physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. And our friends from MW Therapy, they want to know, hey, have your EMR costs grown out of control? Has your current EMR hit a wall? Or maybe it was invented in 2007 when smartphones weren't even a thing. There's a time for something better at times now. MW Therapy. Take a demo now at mwtherapy.com. That's mwtherapy.com, where switching over your EMR is easy. And our friends at CBDRX for you, your CBD store, get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. That's CBDRX, the number four, the letter U, dot com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, welcome to PT Pinecast. We uh, have great physical therapy conversations so busy PTs can feel connected to their profession. I'm a physical therapist, Drew McKay. I do want to say thank you to some people keeping the show on the air. I like to say keeping this, the pirate ship afloat. That's how we stay on here. Uh, thanks to our friends from Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. If you're, uh, if you're thinking about opening a clinic, you want to sell your practice, they know what they're doing. Uh, more than 40% that's what you should know. On average, a private practice that joins the physical network grows more than 40%. That's a lot of percents. Uh, find them online at physicalfranchise.com. They spell it funny. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, franchise.com. Also, our friends from uh, MW Therapy, follow me on this analogy. Like It feels like it comes from the SAT. An EMR to, is to a physical therapist as a hammer is to a carpenter. You should love using yours. You shouldn't be annoyed. Use it a lot. Uh, time for something better and customizable. That's where MW Therapy shows up. MWtherapy.com. Take a test drive. Switching your EMR over there is easy, right? MWtherapy.com. And our friends from CBDRX4U.com, your CBD store. Get the AZ ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. At CBDRX, the number four letter U.com. Excited to bring um, today's guest on the show. Last time I was in his presence in person was at, well, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm going to describe it with him, but it was an event Hold on. I'm gonna... It was an event. I had to drop the music for a dramatic effect. Uh, and I just wanted to catch up. So using this as a chance to uh, to give me an excuse to catch up, uh, catch up with today's guest and teach you something. Uh, so without further ado, let's start this. All right, welcome to PT Podcast. We share great physical therapy conversations so you, a busy PT, can feel connected to your profession. Today's guest, no stranger to the program. Let's bring him in the, uh, the studio. Greg Todd is on the program again. Greg, welcome back. What's up, my dude? What's going on? What's going on? I'm doing all right. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, last time we were in person together was in Florida for not smart success physical therapy, smart success healthcare. And it was more than PTs in the room. How do you describe, how do you explain to people what that event is? Because it was, pause for a dramatic effect, an event. <laughs> uh, it's a party. It's a party where we learn and where we learn things that actually matter. 
to most people. I mean, I'm assuming most people want to get paid more. Most people want to have more influence as a healthcare professional. Most people want to have more impact and most people want to have fun. So it's just kind of what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Perfect way to describe it is party. You know what? You know, Jimmy, I'm one of those dudes where it's like, I, I'm really an introvert. Like, like I like mm-hmm. I don't mind yeah, like I don't mind staying home, relaxing, watching basketball, NHL. Like, bro, I'm totally cool with that. But if I'm going to leave my house and we're going to go out, let's have a good party. If I'm gonna do an event, just do it right. That's it. It's just weird because we know, we know it's like this weird kid thing. It's like we know you need to make some things fun to get kids to learn things. And then all of a sudden we hit a certain age. I don't know if it's high school or college or somewhere. And then they're like, everything needs to be serious. And that's what I learned is the stuff that's at your event was high energy. It changed quickly. Right. Um, it was high return on investment in terms of you're learning something every couple of seconds. Now I'm like nothing dragged on. Right. And we know this, but for some reason we do big events or continue education. It slows down. Well, I think there's a couple of things. If we don't acknowledge the way that I do it and the way that it should be done, then we're actually not acknowledging that we truly want people to learn. Because here's the thing. If, if me and you right now were to start to talk about like uh, music, and if we wanted to start to rattle off uh, some 80 songs, I bet you. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Sorry. I think that's my Wi-Fi. Go ahead. You were saying. So, so, like, I'm sure we could rattle off Hall & Oates songs together. I'm sure we can rattle off. We learn based off of music. I'm just a bill. Energy. We remember things. Like, right now, if I I think of, of, uh, you know, Toto, or I think of Michael Jackson, or I think of Cyndi Lauper, I could... I could remember certain things from my past based on a song. So the fact that we are making learning so boring, it's actually making people not learn. You remember things from the event based on music, based off of energy, based off uh, participation. So it's like, why are we not doing that? Do we really want people to learn? Is is that the no, issue? To, to me, it's it's. Uh, I think it's based on, and I use this in a lot of presentations. Have you ever seen those emotion wheels where it's like it's like the core emotions are in the middle and then it goes out? To me, it's it's typically you could find it's it, most things are based on fear, right? And I always say too, like let's say you're a really smart at something in physical therapy, right? And then you've been tasked, you're gonna go teach anatomy, but you've never been told that you it is your you are allowed to think outside the box and make it fun. And if you've never been given the opportunity or you've never taken it upon yourself to like maybe learn how to teach, right? Especially in like graduate school, like your prerequisite is like your degree and are you an expert, a subject matter expert? The delivery of the information is, I don't know, is that ever asked? I'm not sure it is. It should be. It should be. It should be. And that's what makes a great teacher. Right. It should be. Because for me, here's the deal. I got to have people uh, sign up for class. I got to have people come to class. I have to have people stay in class and I have to have them learn while they're in class. Correct. Like that's what I have to do. I mean, like that's not a rocket science, mind blowing thing there. So how am I going to get people to sign up for class, want to come to class, actually show up for class and then stay the entire time. I have to make it fun. And, and by the way, while they're there, they need to learn. Right. And tell someone else. 
and they don't take action, then I don't keep my job. And if every teacher was put, like, had those standards and were held to those standards, we'd be living in a totally It'd be a different way. Yeah. And, and you go a little further, they had to have, they have to have such an experience, right? Like with your event uh, from Florida, it wasn't just that people liked it. Like, you know, it was an exchange of abundance. They couldn't wait to tell someone, Oh, you've got to, that's the litmus test. Like, did you pass the test? Oh my gosh, we did this. And I've got you, you need to go. That's when things self proliferate, self promote. Right. right. I mean, I, I think, I, I think that's, that should be the standard. It should be standard for therapists. It should be that people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you got to work with this person. And if people aren't doing that, then are we really doing a great job? No. Or just based off of the, the certs that we have and this and that, like, you know, like, what are we basing this off? The market decides, man. Yep. People vote with their decides. time, attention. The market will tell you if you're great. Okay. <laughs> and like, that's it. Yeah. So. Well, how many times have you launched something that you're like, oh man, this is going to be great. And you launch it and the, and the market's like, eh. And then how many times have you like, I don't know, this is going to be okay. And the market goes, oh my God, the market decides, man. The market decides like, you know, what's so funny. Uh, Kanye West, uh, had his Netflix, you know, I gotta watch that. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So here's the deal. Not just with Kanye, but with any amazing artist in whatever genre of music you like, if you ever ask them, what is your favorite song that you've ever created? It's never the song that yeah. we loved. Right. It, it, it never is. So, so the deal is, is that we have to understand that we can't just put whatever it is that we want into the marketplace right. and expect that that's how it's going to work. The market will decide. So how do you, how do you, because the answer is probably the answer for me is listen, right? I, people know people. I just, I tweeted this the other day and had a great interaction with a bunch of people out there at PT podcast, which was people know me as the podcast guy, guy who talks. Obviously it's how podcasts work. If I don't talk enough or if I don't get people to talk with, it doesn't do anything, but I do, I do actively try to listen to the guest to what the guest is telling me before we come on the show, after their experience, the listeners, the audience, how are, how are, how do you actively listen? Cause you're always creating different things, programs, teachings, events, uh, content every morning. If you want to go on a walk, go with Greg, Greg is walking somewhere. And I like a little, I hate a little bit of how you rub in the weather where you are. Cause we still, we're still in like February weather here in the Northeast. So whatever Greg in Florida, but how are, what, what are like some ways that you listen to your audience or the market? to make sure that you're on track or maybe you need to course correct. Uh, I'm constantly talking to my customers. I'm constantly talking to my audience. I'm constantly getting feedback from them. Part of the reason why I do those videos in the morning and I do it in the way that I do it is because it, I want you to just come on a walk with me. Okay. I just want you to come on a walk. with me. So because we're on a walk together, it's very casual and I don't have like, oh my gosh, this is all the content I want to say for this. No, it's just, Hey, if, if right now I had a mentee that was on a walk with me, what's something that I could tell that mentee at that time. Right. So what it does is it creates conversation and conversation then creates clarity. Conversation over presentation every time. Conversation over, if you want clarity from the people. Okay. What do I do with my customers for my customers? I do surveys and I actually don't do surveys in a, here's a form, go ahead and tell me one to five. Da, 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 da. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's boring. What I do is I'll, I, I have a diary room, two rooms down from my studio. So once they finish this, like I had workshops here over the last, you know, uh, four days, they go into the diary room 
and in the diary room, we'll ask questions and we make it to where just, hey, what was your biggest takeaway? Hey, what could we improve? Hey, what could we? So you're hearing from them. Open-ended. Right? Yeah, open-ended stuff. And, and, and the market will tell you. So if you do that and you continue to do that, you're not going to have too many things that are a bust because you're actually listening to the market more than listening to yourself. You can start to um, believe your own hype or not even hype, but like I find myself getting stuck in a loop unless I start listening. You because like, especially now, like me working from home or traveling, if, if you're, and if you're only listening, Gary V has a great take on this mm -hmm. where he like calls it like clouds and dirt, right? He's like, listen, like, don't, don't listen to the haters and don't let them bring you down. Yes. A lot of people understand that, but he's, he, he, he flips it. And he does. You can't live for the praise either. It, it should come from here. It should come right. from within. If it's only come, if you're only living for like the great comments and the people who like your stuff, then you're going to live or die by that. Right. It, it's, it's a, well, I mean, I totally agree with that. I think it's a tricky thing. It's we we're, we're afraid that we're going to get feedback that could crush the ego. Yeah. Oh yeah. So a lot of times we don't want to hear it from people. Yeah. Right. But if we don't get the feedback, then basically we're creating things and we're creating things based on what we think the people want. And that typically doesn't work. So there's a balance of this. Okay. Yeah. You have to protect yourself and keep your confidence up at this and that, but the market will decide that's it. Period. The end, the market decides. So it's in your best interest to constantly communicate with the market. Listen more than you talk. I mean, I talk a lot, but I listen more. People and who are I'm successful saying, cannot I'm people, sorry, who, people who are actually successful. That is the formula. It, it just, it is, they will be listening. Even if they're a talker, like I'm guaranteeing Tony Robbins does a ton of listening guaranteed. Has to. So what's what, what you just said, you wrapped up four days of training. What were you doing there? Who were you working with? Uh, so I was working with, you know, different healthcare professionals, dietitians, physical therapists, occupational therapists, personal trainers. And the first two days we uh, basically leveraged their business. And the way we leverage their business is through, uh, understanding the business cycle and then using software to make each part of the business work one to many. So you want me to just explain real quick yeah. the business cycle because I don't know if your people will know. All right. So the business cycle is this. It starts with marketing. Okay. Marketing is getting people to um, have a desire for more and more of what it is that you bring to the marketplace. You can market to people. That's great, but that does not create customers. Then they go into leads. Leads are people that are kind of interested in what it is that you have, but um, they're not ready to marry you. They're not ready to become your customer. We create a relationship with you, okay? And then that turns into a sale, which is uh, when you uncover the value of something that you have and you do that so good that people are like, take my money and give me the thing that I value from you, okay? And then there's service. And service is I'm going to deliver on the value. So here's the problem in healthcare. The problem in healthcare is that we've never really learned marketing. And if we did learn marketing, we do it one-to-one. -one. Right. Never really learned how to bring in leads. And if we do it, we typically do it like at an event or an expo. We do it one-to-one -one again. When it comes to sales, we've only learned how to do sales one-to-one, -one, right? Someone comes into your clinic, uh, you do a discovery visit, or you do an eval and you're selling them on potentially doing a plan of care. And then when it comes to service, we typically see people one-to-one. -one. And what that does is that creates this trading time for money trap. And it leaves people really, really tired because we're now using our muscles uh, instead of our mind to be able to create value.
So now everybody's tired, everybody's broke. So what I do is I show people how to do one-to-many for all four of those things. And I have software and different techniques and skills that actually allow all those things to work one-to-many. So the service would be like you uh, complementing online programs with your Planet Cares, right? The sales is you having a video of what it is that you do and how you can provide uh, services. And it's a video that people can have all the time, right? The leads is... Um, you know, one page that people go to. And then if they're interested, they'll give us their contact information. And then we nurture them and we serve them for months and years until they're ready to become a customer. Does that make sense? So that's what I did for the first two days. And in the second uh, uh, two days, I did a workshop on offers. I think we had like 15 people live and we had uh, 15 or so people, uh, you know, you know, yeah. And then basically what I did with that is I helped people with stop, stop trading time for money, but you need to trade solutions for money. You guys like, that's the biggest thing. And when you start trading solutions for money, you're now uh, no longer, you know, uh, having to do the little puppet dance with people every single time, begging them, can you please come back the next time? No, we do things for high ticket for big money, but we do an outcome and you buy the outcome and we will work with you until you get the outcome. And when you do that, you're able to stop trading time for money. Now you're trading solutions for money. And that's how you get to the multi-six figure. You tell that. Yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I titled this episode or this you know, conversation, Three Things Every PT Should Know um, about, I mean, I don't even know, like, you know, I was, I was, I was trying to frame something to, that, that would be like a bite-sized lesson, really. Um, but increasing their income, I guess, is, is the thing, right? But the yeah. thing is, if you increase your income, what does that allow you to do? It allows you to spend more time doing the things you want. But to get there, you need to increase that income. You need to leverage, yeah. you need to leverage and, and get away from this one-to-one time for money. Right. I, I think, you know, here, here's, here's one of the big things that if I was going to tell a physical therapist today, like, what do you need to know? You can make more money and sell less. I, I kind of want to dive into this because I've been a PT. This is year 22. Yeah. And when I became a PT, here's the one thing I knew I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do business and I didn't want to sell. Like that's why I became a PT. Plot like, twist. Okay. That I did not want to do. And you know, what's so crazy. So I became a PT and you know what I realized that I have done for the majority of my pure, my, my uh, career sell. And, and, and this is probably for every single one of you listening uh, right now as well. You sell, you sell all the time and you actually got into this not to sell and you want to make more money and you're not making money. So wait a minute, I'm not making money and I'm selling here. Let me explain to you how you're selling. So typically this is what happens, right? And you guys tell me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, let me know if I'm wrong. Typically somebody will come in, you're, you're treating them as a client. They come in, they do an evaluation with you. What do you have to do at the evaluation? You got to sell, right? You got to sell them on doing the plan of care that the physician or whoever prescribed. Okay, great. All right, now they come in, they decide to do the plan of care. Wonderful. All right, so now they're there on day one. Have they gotten healed? No, not yet. So what do you have to do? You got to sell them to come back on day two. (laughs) Okay. Right. And then, and then we get to day two and then they're like, Oh, I'm not really feeling better. And then we got to sell them to come back on day three. We're constantly having to sell over and over and over again. Conversely, the way that I do it today. And by the way, it's draining. Oh, you know what? I'm not feeling well. I think I'm going to try this. I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to try this. It's because we're not selling an outcome. We're selling a plan of care. 
What I do is I am training physical therapists. Let's get away from that and let's sell people on an outcome. And if we could sell you on the outcome and you pay up front for the outcome and we make sure that we're giving people the value of what they really want. And there's four things that people truly value. It's not your certs. It's not your years of experience. And it's not the equipment you have in your clinic. And it's not your hands. Trust me. That is not what people value. What people value are four things. They value a dream outcome. They value the likelihood that they're going to achieve the dream outcome. They value if you can do it in a shorter time versus a longer period of time. And they value how much work it's going to take. Those are the things that people value. So because I have repositioned all of my offers around the things that people actually value, I'm able to charge 10 to 20 times more than I used to charge for the same thing, but my communication is better. So people are like, oh my gosh, I want that. You, you talk to me about me and what I value. It's the sexiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Me, it shows that you understand me, what I value, what I want to do, how I, you know, how I want to feel when I get there. These are all emotions, right? Yep. And people will follow that. I tell, I use this analogy too, and it's all, it's so clear, right? If, if it's, if it's when it's Monday right now, my Jeep's broken. I don't care what kind of a certification my Jeep mechanic has. I don't care what kind of wrench he uses. I don't care what kind of computer he bought. I don't care where he went to learn this. Am I driving with the top down on Saturday? Can you get me there? That's it. That's it. That's it. By the way, the ones that are the most important are the time delay and the effort and sacrifice. And you could blame Amazon for that. <laughs> okay. We're constantly wanting to go get it faster. You want it faster and you want it now. And I mean, look here, look here, if you want, we'll break, we'll break this down, man. Like, like the likelihood of achievement. If I, I was just asking some of my students, I was like, Hey, if there was a plaque, okay, let's say there's a plastic uh, a surgeon, right? And let's just say you decided you wanted to get a tummy tuck. Okay. And, and there was a surgeon that has been doing this for 25 years and has 35,000 surgeries under his or her belt. Okay. And he charged 25k for this procedure conversely i got a buddy I got, I got a buddy his name is jimmy mckay he just graduated from school great guy by the way great guy he's he's i mean you could talk to this guy all day all right but he just graduated uh and yeah he's actually opening up his practice tomorrow he could get you in and he could do that tummy talk for 2500 dollars. who are you going with time or money right you're going with the guy that has done it many times Yes, I know I can get it for 90% less with Jimmy. Jimmy, I love you, but here's the deal. What's You've this? never before. So, so right. the likelihood of achievement is higher with that guy. That's right. what people value. That's what they value. So the problem is, is that when we have the OCS, the CSCS, the, 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 the GCS, there's not proof that that is going to increase the likelihood of my achievement. There, there's just not. I can tell you what it is, though. Testimonials. And if people can see themselves in the testimonials and be like, oh, wow, that's just like me, that increases. So these are the things that people have to understand. With time delay, you know, we are in the world of Amazon. Uh, just the other day, I needed something for one of my workshops. It was 8 p.m. on Friday night. I had people coming here on Saturday, a new group of people, you know, coming. 
um, at 8 p.m. on Friday night. I was able to order something from Amazon. I got it by 4 a.m. the next morning. It's crazy, right? That's it. And I just ordered something yesterday, and it's coming in two days through Prime. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to wait two days. No for this thing. Right? And because of that, and these other companies that – have not adapted to those new ways. The JC Pennies of the world, the Sears of the world, they're Toys gone. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Remember Toys, Toys R Us? Come on, man. They're gone. And it's because those are the four things that people value. So if we don't like adapt to that in healthcare, well, it's it's just it's just a matter of time before they gotta put us down. That's it. But my people are. So, 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 so we're good. But that's yeah. what people value, man. That's it. So, uh, have you ever heard of the the Bain and Company put together the the um, the B two C value pyramid? Have you ever seen this before? No, I haven't. Somebody saved, shared it with me two years ago. I've been so infatuated with it. Essentially, it's thirty values, and you just checked off four of them right there. But it's thirty values, and it's structured like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It goes from like functional, emotional, um, self acceptance, and transcendence, and it's got these elements in it. And it's just it's funny to me to watch watch colleagues or businesses try to sell the thing that people don't actually value because you, you can sell value or you can, or you can sell someone on price. Right. And if you sell them on price, you're going to race to the bottom. Jimmy McKay is going to give you the tummy tuck for 2,500 bucks instead of 25 grand. But then you're going to be, what are you doing now? You're racing back to trading that time for money. Now I have to do 10 times more tummy tucks to get to 25 K as opposed to, Hey, what if I sold, half as many people on twice as much value. I'd rather play that game. Right. Yeah. You just have to decide, are you going to play the increased value game or are you going to play the, de- the decreased uh, price game? The one thing I know is this, the increased value game, uh, there's really no competition there in healthcare. So when I start to play that game or when I started, I started to realize that, well, there's no one else here. And maybe I don't have as many people as clinic X or whatever. But um, I have no competition here. You're right. in a category of one. Correct. And so, you know, which one do you want? You know, it's a decision you got to make. I've done this before live. And, I, you know, I'll use going on in your Amazon analogy. I'll say, hey, how many people in the audience have Amazon Prime? And, of course, 98% of people raise their hand. The one person who's holding on tight is just not getting Prime. I'm like, okay, good for you. Um, and then I say, how much now? I want a real number. How much does it cost? And you know, most of the room is like, um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's like uh, most of the room can't give me an answer. And I said, do you want to know why you don't know that? And it has nothing to do with memory or that you're not good stewards of your own money. It's because you're, the higher number is the one you pay attention to. And price isn't the higher number in that relationship. The higher number is the perceived value of what you get. And you say to me, I go, would you give up Amazon Prime? And you go, take it out of my cold dead hands hell no the perceived value is so high they keep just shoveling value at you right. and then only every once in a while do they say oh by the way we're bumping price people go i don't care i've already gotten more than i needed to give right 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 that's that's literally how it works bro that's how it works so when i hear healthcare professionals and they want to make more money and they are oh my gosh i need that like that's all you need to understand which which as easy as it sounds, it's so easy not to do because you've been indoctrinated in the other way. Everybody is trying to show everybody up with this, sir, this, that, da, 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 da. It's not what pe- people don't care about that stuff. They don't they care, care about, I care about, Jimmy cares about Jimmy. Greg cares about Greg. I want to see, can you help Jimmy become the better version of Jimmy? Right. 
exactly. And then, and then back into another concept that I wrap was crazy to wrap my head around. Recently, there's been increased price on gasoline, and people complain about that. And I get that. And then someone put it in perspective. People complain about needs, not wants. I have buddies who trade baseball, you know, are big into baseball cars and flipping shoes and all these things. They never really complain about the price of the shoes. They talk about it almost as if it's like a, it's bad. It's a status thing. Right. I just bought these shoes. How much were they? They were two grand. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're really cool. I just filled up my car. It was a hundred bucks. Oh man, that sucks. Not looked, where do I get to go? It's funny. People complain about needs, not wants. I'll find a way to get that money for those Nikes, but I'll bitch and moan when I got to pay money for gas. And it's just funny to watch it. So become, what does that tell us? What do we use? Become something people want, Want. Yes. not just need. Right. Right. And if you sell yourself as a, as a, as a transaction, a medical transaction, you have to sell every single session then. That is exhausting. That's the big topic in our profession, right, is burnout. That's got to be a big contributing factor from where I sit. It's a huge thing. And I also think this, uh, that was a great point. I also think that burnout happens because we aren't doing things the way we want to do it. Right, right. Right? Like, okay, so this weekend, I, I was here. Pretty much all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And, you know, to be honest with you, I was here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And between those days, I don't know, I was probably here like 35 hours total, right? Did I experience burnout? No. I'm guess no. Why? Because I was doing something that I actually wanted to do. Conversely, hopefully my wife's not watching this. If my wife asked me, Greg, I need you to do some landscaping outside. Some landscaping, please. Bro. Jimmy, <laughs> bro, Florida, bro, 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 that hurt that. I just, I'm just not into that stuff. I'm just, yeah. I'm just not into it. That's burnout for me. So I think the big thing when it comes to burnout is that it's not just the hours worked. It's the method of how you're doing it. Yeah. And when you're doing things you don't want to do, like that's, and then especially not just, you don't want to do, but there's no ascension. Like, okay, I'm doing this. I, things are not going to get better for me in any way if yeah. I do this, right? Bro, that's when people hit burnout as well. Yeah, if you ask me to play around in spreadsheets for two hours, it would be the longest two hours of my week. But ask me to do something, you know, ask me to do something I'm, I'm excited to do. I feel like I'm good at. I feel like the world needs it. Uh, two hours is not enough time. I'm going to need more time. I want to do, do that more. Right. How can you skate to that part of the rink and do more things? And then hire for hire for your weakness hire for the things that are going to burn you out i did this thing with with my team is i gave us like a personality test mm-hmm. and then finding out your results for this test it was called strengths finders finding out your results is cool it's cute it's like oh i'm a scorpio what does that tell me about myself but you mostly know that already it's cool to see the detail right it's oh that's neat the real win for me came when i learned what everybody else liked and disliked and i found out the rest of my team team liked doing scheduling I resisted giving people tasks to do that I hated because I felt like giving them that was a punishment and I would not want to give that up because I wanted to be nice. Turns out they liked that crap. And by not giving them that, I am not allowing them to do stuff they like. That blew my mind. Yeah, bro. It's these things are so amazing. It's so amazing to understand what makes people tick, what people value, what people love. We're all so different. 
And the more we can invest our time in that, the better your life is going to become. Whether that is for you as a leader to your team, whether that is for you as a provider for your clients, whether that is you as the business owner trying to um, to grow your business and grow your team or grow your impact and your income, figure people out and figure out what it is that they want and stop living in your echo chamber. It's of based in fear. It's based in fear for me, right? Because I was like, I need to hold, I need to touch all these things. And the more I touch them, the, the safer I am. And then you stop and look up and you're like, well, why are the other people here? If I'm not going to let them do things, they, they're not going to want to be here. And why do I have them here? And by, together, we can do more. Right, exactly, exactly. 100% agree, 100% agree. What's coming down the line for you? What's, what's the future? What's 6, 12, 18 months? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, we have... We started a new smart success healthcare membership, you know, community. Uh, and basically, it, I have to be honest with you, it keeps me on my toes. Uh, it's an entry level mem uh, membership, you know, community where like minded healthcare professionals can be together. They can communicate with one another. I can also see what it is that they're struggling with in the marketplace. Um, the people can create, like, I really wanted to create a community of abundance where. Healthcare professionals are actually collaborating instead of competing. Right. Uh, and if you learn how to do that and you learn that, hey, you're good at your thing. I'm good at my thing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be able to serve my clients better because you're going to do the thing that you're good at. And I'm going to I'm going to link them up with you and we're going to do ref share and we're going to do those types of things. Uh, if I can create a big enough community of those people, they will make more money and have more impact and do it. With, with less of their, their, their physical energy. So I'm creating a community. We've been building that. Um, we got over a hundred and something people in that now, which is really cool. Wow. Um, I, I actually held off on the event this year because I just built uh, a pretty epic headquarters. So uh, we put about 200,000 uh, plus into this place. So now we have a place that we can have parties all the time instead of one event a year. So instead of wow. the event this year, We've now had four workshops so far uh, for 2022, and we've got uh, probably we'll have another, I don't know, eight to 10, you know, for this year, smaller hybrid. We have two rooms, a virtual room, an actual in-person, you know, workshop room. So yeah, that's what we've been doing. So people are coming here, they're doing workshops, uh, we're doing it hybrid wise, uh, and we're just having a great time, man. And that's, that's what we're doing. So not slowing down is pretty much what you're trying to do. Well, listen, here, look, here's the deal, Jimmy. The deal is this. If uh, in the month of March, inflation uh, was up 8.4%. In the month of March, March 2022, inflation is up 8.4%. I did not say for the last 10 years. I'm talking about in the month of March of 2022. If you have not been able to give yourself a 9% raise in the month of March, Take you up. are falling behind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you are not growing, it is just a matter of time at this point with how things are going that you are going to be out of business. So I either have to decide that I am going to retire or I have to have my foot on the pedal. That's it, constantly. And if I'm going to help other healthcare professionals and I'm going to tell them to put their foot on the pedal, I have to be flooring this bad boy so that everybody follows the speed of the leader. And so, no, there is absolutely no slowing down. Creativity, I've talked to you about this before, imagination, 
we have to be creative. We have to be pushing. We have to be, uh, you know, pushing the envelope on everything. And that's what we're doing. And because we're doing it together, it has now just become the norm within our community. Yeah. And it's just raising everybody up and everybody's winning and making a lot of money. It's fun. It's good. Well, I'm looking forward. Uh, this is something I've been talking about recently. So forgive me for the for the listeners who've been listening frequently. But I, I you know, it's it's April right now. But back in January, well, I take the month of December off. We do like best stuff because nobody's listening to new podcast episodes I've found in December. Everybody's checked out. I'm like, you know what? If you're checked out, I should check out. Let me, let me re regroup. And usually I come back in January and I am all gas, no break. I'm just ready because I haven't done it in a month. Right. And this year I came back not motivated. And I took a look why. And it was because I wasn't doing things based on what Jimmy got what excited Jimmy and I was, I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person, but I like it. And I was doing things that I thought I should do, but not that I wanted to do. And that took the, all the wind out of my sails. And then I flipped it. I said, and I, we, you know, I had this conversation with you, which was like, what if I didn't do that? What if I just approached, what if I did what, what got me here? I don't know why I changed, but what got me here was picking people and things to talk about that I was excited about and wanted to do. And I can get, cause that, does, that to me is there's no path to burnout. I was doing the thing that we talked about. I was doing the thing that I thought I needed to do out of fear. And that made this thing that I loved suck. And then I said, well, if I had to talk to 10 or 12 people on a reg on the regular, who would they be? And I would just look up and go, Oh, it's Monday. I'm talking to Greg Todd for an hour. Cool. Done. That's easy to do. That's fun to do. I'm going to learn. Audience is going to learn. It's win, win, win. Right, bro. That's the way that you should always do it. And I know. Way, I got away from it. Yeah. You, you know, and, and it's happened to me as well. Uh, sometimes we do our thing that we're doing, it, it's working, but then it gets stale for us yeah. and we want something different. We're humans. We're made to grow. Like, like we're, we're made in God's image and we're made to create and we're made to grow. So you have, but if you're an entrepreneur, you have the ability, you have, you have the license to change at any yeah. time, at any time. Yeah. Will there be maybe a little you know, uh, spring back, what they, yeah, maybe, but at the end of the day, you have that when you're an employee, you don't, okay? yeah. you don't necessarily have that, but that is one of the perks of being an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur. You also assume the risk. You assume the risk of everything. That's one of the drawbacks, but the perks is that at any time you can break your business, Jimmy, I'll tell you this for me, I break my business usually once a year. I change it. I change it. And I change it because I never want to experience, you know, burnout. Um, and I realized that when I change it, it creates a challenge for me uh, and it keeps me on my toes. So whether it is because, hey, I got bored or da, 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 whatever, it's a great thing for you to change and change constantly. It'll keep you on your toes. It'll keep you fresh. It'll keep you, you know, on edge. And that's what you need yeah. to have. And that's how you stay ahead of everybody else. That's it. And that's how you keep yourself entertained. And, and yeah. You know, I'm excited. So I've talked to friends who are like, what do you do? And I kind of explain what I get to do and who I get to help. And they're like, how do you keep yourself motivated? I'm like, I focus on things I really like doing. And then working from home, you know, by myself and my student, whatever, gets a lot easier because I don't have to do any of this. I right. get to do right. it. And it's not just changing the words that you say. It really is finding the things that you want to do versus have to do. And that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, look, guys, there's, there's certain times where there are things that you are going to have to do and it's not always fun like i want to just at least for me i want to make it like it's not always like oh my god i love it like whatever sometimes i'm like i don't stay in bed but i know that everything that i do 
is leading towards something that I actually want to achieve. Right. Right. Okay. Like, like right now the NBA playoffs is going on. Right. Okay. And, and if you are still a team in the playoffs uh, and you have to go to practice. Remember now, they, they've been at this for eight, nine months. months. Tired, man. Who wants to practice now? But you know something? When you have a goal that you want to achieve, well, it's like, look, man, we got to put, you know, put into work because there's something we actually want. What really is sad to see is that a lot of people, there's nothing that they aspire to or nothing that they actually see in their, 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 their future that's actually worth it. So then when the tough stuff comes, you're like, ah, you know what? I'm going to bag it in right now. So just, just make sure that you always have that, that thing, that, that summit, that apex that you're still shooting towards. And if you don't have it, just create something new. You can do it at any time you want. And I'll add, if it changes over time, that's good. That means you grew. Yeah. Yeah. The things that I wanted, the things that I want now is not what I wanted five years ago. Right. And, and that's fine. I have the right to change to whatever I want, whenever I want, and however I want. And you do too. So Yeah. Uh, all right, Greg, you ready to play three questions? We're going to do three questions right now. All right, three questions is brought to you by our friends from Jackson Therapy Partners, providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. Travel therapy with Jackson, jacksontherapy.com. The first question, we're mixing it up a little bit. Uh, who is someone the audience should follow to learn more about the stuff we talked about today? Who's someone maybe they never heard of that PT should know about? Mm, gosh. Uh, who's someone that PT should know about? You know something? I'm going to go outside the profession. Is that cool? Yes, that cool? please Can do. I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Jason Flagelline. Who's that? So Jason Flagelline is uh, an internet marketer who just recently had uh, the highest ever uh, amount of sales on a webinar, $57.5 million. He on a webinar. On a webinar. Yeah. Go follow him. <laughs> you got to ask yourself what the hell was in that webinar, but it sounds good. I'm going to look after him. Uh, what is the audience? What is something the audience should take a look at if they want to take a deeper dive into any of the things we talked about today? Like what's a resource that you'd send them to, I mean, the webinar would, from Jason would probably be pretty high up there, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, that I would say um, uh, acquisition.com. That is uh, a guy named um, Alex Horm Hormozzi. Uh And you know what? If you want to hear, is it is okay? I can say my sales and offer workshop. Yeah. You can text me at 813-534-6453. Text sales if you want to learn how to actually build out and offer that solution for money instead of time for money. Yeah. Uh, final question on three questions. Why should someone really care about what we talked about today? Let, I like to say this is the dive, end, end of a diving board moment. People are still here. They're listening. They're 41 minutes in. And they're like, all right, but what's the reason they should actually take action to do the, some of the things we talked about? You know, what I, you know what? We talked about money, right? We talked about you know, solutions for money. But here's the deal. The reason why I think it's really important that you charge more is because when you charge more, people take you more seriously. They do. And, and, when, and when people don't take you seriously, it's hard to show up because at the end of the day, the thing that every single one of us is really looking for is meaning. Yeah. We're looking for fulfillment. And we want to feel like what we're doing every day matters and we actually matter.
You want to be Corbell's or you want to be Cristal, man? Which one do you want to be known as? Exactly. You know, so, they, they both get you there, but one's yeah. one's seen differently, and people pay oh. that because they want that. Uh, that's three. That's three questions again. JacksonTherapy.com. Our friend from Jackson Therapy Partners, providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who ca- uh, care about where they're going. Last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Perfect uh, roadmap for you. The uh, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. Find it online at orthopt.org. Wherever you are in your orthopedic uh, life, your career, new grad, student, seasoned professional, whatever. Finding the new evidence to be a great therapist. Uh, Orthopt.org from the Academy of Orthopedic PT. So the parting shot, Greg, your chance for a mic drop moment. Something you want to leave with the audience. Uh, What do you got for us today? Oh, geez. Uh here's the deal uh if you want to be able to make more charge more and make sure that you put yourself in a category of one and the way that you do that is by uh improving the ability for people to dream more and to dream bigger for what they can have in their life increase their likelihood of achieving that thing and do it in less time less work effort and sacrifice if you do that, you'll make more money. It sounds a lot like what Greg's saying there is pay attention to what the people you're trying to serve find important and and show show them. Don't just tell them. Show them that you can bring that to them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Greg Todd, if people want to follow you and find out more, where should they go? Uh, you can go to gregtoddcoaching.com. gregtoddcoaching.com. Perfect. We're going to have you back on on a regular basis. And I'm excited because conversations like this make me excited. And I know they make the audience excited because otherwise they wouldn't be listening to me because this is what I value. Love it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on as always. Uh, They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours, Greg. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPintCast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.